Kenichiwa Minisan. Kenichiwa. Kenichiwa. Hello and welcome to Famicast 32, your Famicast for January 2014. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Ty Shugart. Hail Satan! <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Tim Collier. What's up, Brotatoes? Brotatoes. Uh, that's a new one. Is that from Canada or something? Yeah, yeah maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, so, we might have kind of a bit of a short show, but I think, well... I think we have some co- at least some cool games to talk about here at the beginning, so uh, it should be pretty interesting. And um, kind of like a mini feature uh, thing thingy that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, so uh, uh, stay tuned for that. But we're going to go ahead and I guess just go ahead and kick it off with new business here. is going to go ahead and kick us off with new business okay um as always i play uh mountains of video games <laughs> often not nintendo ones unfortunately but <laughs> let's see i've been playing killer instinct a lot mm-hmm. it's good i like it the the mm-hmm. net play is amazing holy macaroni <laughs> i am yeah. getting very good matches with lots of people in the u.s oh awesome it's madness um, let's see. And I've been playing Nidhog. Um I imagine not a people a lot of people have heard of this game, but it's also amazing. Okay. Could care to explain it a little bit? Okay. <laughs> All right. Combine fencing and football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you you have two dudes fencing head to head, player one, player two. Really simple graphics. Um one dude I know described it as like Karateka, if you've ever heard of that game. Uh-uh. You, you got two dudes on a 2D plane, and you s- try to stab them with your sword. I mean, I mean, there, there's a little more finesse to it than that, but you you can try to knock the sword out of their hand just by moving your sword up and down, or you can go for like a surprise roll or dive kick. But <laughs> dive kick. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's ve- it's very much a dive kick. Mm-hmm. And um if you kill them, you just start running towards their end of the level. And Okay. And do you win when you make it to the end of the level? Okay. And after you die, you'll respawn again in front of your opponent. So it's a constant battle for territory. Okay. And mm-hmm. um Really fun and funny things happen, and basically, I would recommend getting on YouTube, searching for Nidhog at Northwest Majors a couple years ago. This game, it, it's just an indie game. It it's made like a huge splash at a lot of uh, indie game events and just like little public showings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it it didn't come out for like two years, and it <laughs> finally did on Steam for fifteen bucks. 
Hmm. So I could have I could have swore I heard people talking about this on like Weekend Confirmed or something. Yeah, uh, I just remember this name. I, I had no idea <laughs> that it was this weird thing. Yeah, that yeah well, Nidhogg is also like a Norse legend. It's like the the worm dragon thing that gnaws eternally at the root of the world tree. Okay, well, maybe well, that's uh, when I was listening to my or something yeah, like that podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I would recommend getting on YouTube, searching for like the playoff at Northwest Majors mm-hmm. between Lord BBH and I think Heavy D or something. But yeah, just search for Nidhogg at Northwest Majors and just watch it and listen to the screaming of people <laughs> as these two dudes like, you know, stab each other a lot. <laughs> so yeah, that game is pretty amazing. If you go to cool. an event, you just like open up your laptop and it's good to go. Is it is there like a high learning curve for this game? Is it pretty easy to get into? It's really easy to get into. Okay. okay. I mean, there there are some things you can figure out that take a lot of finesse, but you know, it's really easy to pick up and play. Like ten seconds and you got it. Oh, okay, wow. Sorry, is it always a multiplayer only? Uh yeah. I mean there there's like a single player mode where you just play against the computer and it gets progressively harder. Is that any good, or is it way better multiplayer? It's it's made to be played multiplayer. Okay. I mean, you know, it's 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 a fighting game, in a sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, highly unique, mm-hmm. very fun, <laughs> very easy to pick up and play, and you can impulse buy it right now on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it might still be on sale. There was like a launch sale where it was a, a couple bucks off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. A couple other games I've been playing. I've been playing State of Decay on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess, if we're combining games to make new games still, it's a GTA and zombie game. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like a free-roving sandbox zombie game where you have to gather resources, manage your survival, like, Gather survivors, manage your home base, and basically run around and do little mini missions, gather stuff that you need. You can build some facilities at home. It's really addictive, actually. Is it? Do you, okay, I think I heard about this. Is, is there like a like an emphasis on like getting into contact with like other survivors and stuff like that too? Yeah, or? I think so. Okay. Is it okay? Is this the one where you're like, you're doing that and you're gather your team is like getting bigger and bigger and stuff? You have to like worry about resources for everyone on your team and crap, or is that this something completely different? Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. You you don't have to micromanage your team so much. Uh huh. But yeah, you have to gather several different kinds of resources. You need your food. You need your ammo. You need your medical supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to be confused with Daisy. <laughs> which uh oh man go to steam and read those reviews it's a laugh riot like somebody forced me to drink disinfectant and i died 10 out of 10 <laughs> some guys cornered me and made me take off my pants and eat a rotten banana and then i died 10 out of 10 yeah, so, so some, some i've kind of social up... experiment there huh yeah <laughs> I heard they just added zombies to that game, finally. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to trying that. I haven't tried it yet. 
Okay. And last of all, well, I was um I was kind of flipping through some ultra hard Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that I never got around to beating. Mm-hmm. What I do this every now and then, and I was uh taking a look at beating uh the Ninja Ga- Gaiden trilogy. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's And you're obviously playing on a Nintendo system, like your 3DS or Wii U, probably, right? Yeah, let's just say I am. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I totally forgot, like, which one is the hardest and which one is the easiest. And Uh, They're all pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah, I know they're pretty hard. Like, I can't remember if two or three was the easiest. I thought it was three, and then somebody told me otherwise. So, like, I'm just doing a little bit of exploratory playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I played a lot of 2 when I was young, and I played a lot of 1 when I was in college. Yeah, like, we rented that when I was a kid on the NES, and, you know, we had a great time with it. Except for, I think the first time we rented it, like, the something was wrong with the cartridge, so, I mean, you know, the main character didn't look like a ninja. He just looked like this block <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> That's like... I guess this is cool. I'm still like cutting things and stuff, <laughs> but you know, then I think after maybe we played later, like the next day or something, and it was like I was supposed to be. I was like, okay, this is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, got to keep those connectors clean. You got to keep your <laughs> cartridges in room temperature. Yeah, this is like when the thing was like still like you know relatively new. I'm yeah. talking like you know 20 years ago, but and yeah. you know goddamn yeah. rental stores. <laughs> um, that reminds me of uh, when I was a kid. I wanted. Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I saved my pennies and bought it new. Awesome. But, I did uh, the same. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my my dad picked it up like on his way home from work. And get, this was during a Montana winter. So it was like sitting in a truck in like sub-zero temperatures for like a day. And oh, man. So like I, I open it up, go to play it. It doesn't work. Oh <laughs> yeah, but you know you, you you cannot break a Nintendo game, basically. So all, all I needed to do was wait a couple agonizing hours until the <laughs> cartridge got up to room temperature and it worked. You could have just put it in a microwave or stove. <laughs> yeah, why didn't I think of that? It probably would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, back to Ninja Gaiden. Uh, apparently there are also some differences in difficulty between the Japan and American versions. Okay. Which is a, a thing that happens a lot. Like, I think I may have talked about Battletoads before or Castlevania three, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. They they have like arbitrary different difficulty levels. Okay. Like Castlevania three got harder when it was, uh, brought over to the U S and Battletoads was made easier when it came over to Japan weird you you'd think it's usually it's usually the other way around just you know yeah you got to dumb this down for the americans you know or make it hard for japan because they're really good games or something yeah i heard like uh the thing with castlevania was like i guess the developers didn't really listen to people or anything but internally they decided it was too easy <laughs> okay <laughs> probably because like the guys that made the game were able to beat it easily so <laughs> I, I think that was their line of thinking Whereas, uh, I guess for Battletoads, you know, all the people complained. It was too hard. I can't get past the bikes. <laughs> Help, Mom. I'm scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they made it easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, 
I think, yeah, somebody told me uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 is harder for the U.S. version. Okay. Maybe maybe if I have the Japanese ROM slash ni- official Nintendo 3DS release. Shop, 3DS yeah. eShop download. Yeah, yeah. I'll try them and compare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. cool. So did you actually like play through this the whole trilogy or did you just get started or like what uh, did you do, I, man? I just started. Okay. Like, you know, I, n- I never had three. I never played it much. So I was starting with that one. Okay. Yeah, um, played it a bit. Didn't get too far. I noticed that it has limited continues, and I don't think the first two did. Huh, okay. Yeah, so that might be some of that artificial difficulty they added. Yeah, blech. Yeah, I think I think I bought the first one on 3DS. And I know I bought it on the Wii back in the day and never beat it, and same with the 3DS. Yeah. I think I played it once. I was like, yeah, Ninja Gaiden, cool. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, um, I, I think I'll play those for a while, and I'll probably report back on that next month, see how we're doing. Maybe cool. uh, compare the U.S. and Japan versions. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that'll wrap it up for me, unless you want to hear about Wheel of Fortune <laughs> on Xbox 360. <laughs> Maybe we could pass this time. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you, you really don't want to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, as Ty said, that's going to wrap it up for him, so we're going to go ahead and move on. And Tim is going to go ahead and continue on with new business. All right, yeah. I wanted to talk about this game. Uh, maybe not a lot of people have heard about it. It's got a pretty long title, so bear, <laughs> keep, keep, hold on there. It's called At Simple DL Series Volume 22, The Hohei Senjo no Inutachi. Okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you, guys, have you guys played any of the Simple Series games on the 3DS? Because, like, there's a, yeah. a million. Oh, yeah, I just noticed... Um... Yeah, it was one of the simple 2000 games on PS2. Yeah. Um, I bought a few of those back in the day. Mm-hmm. Were they any good? So, like, Because they're um, all budget titles, so... No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except for... Um, that's how uh, that one game got started. What's it called? EDF, right? Yeah, yeah, Earth Defense Force. Yeah, that started as a simple 2000 game. Huh. And it's well. Do you know why it's called Simple Two Thousand? No, please tell us. Because they were two thousand yen MSRP. Okay. That's twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I I just know about the Simple series because they usually release like every week, and I'm doing like a download <laughs> article on NWR, so I'm like, oh, another one of these things. Okay, that I'm never going to yeah. buy. <laughs> well, I I played through this one. Excuse me, and. Uh, it's a port of a PS2 game, like we mentioned before, but it does have some additions like touchscreen controls. But uh, basically, it's a poor man's World War II third-person shooter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I'm watching the video now. It looks kind of fun. Yeah, it does look fun, but I wanted to talk of it, talk about it kind of as a PSA so you can save your 600 yen because... <laughs> I mean, unless you want to frustrate yourself, then go ahead... Uh, but 
kind of like maybe the problems just... with it the controls are really stiff and limited uh it's kind of like resident evil uh controls but in an action game and uh okay. the sidestepping sometimes works sometimes it doesn't and usually <laughs> the enemies will just kind of stand behind a corner and uh they'll shoot at you but when you shoot at them the bullets just hit the wall like they hit the corner so it's just really frustrating yeah this guy sidestepping looks real zoidberg right here yeah (laughs) (laughs) you you should definitely look up some videos because it is pretty funny it's it's almost one of those games that's so bad it's good but it is (laughs) is really frustrating like uh to pick up items it's the same button as the melee attack so often you're just standing there above the ammo slamming at the air just bashing wildly like a madman and it's oh, it's God. it's so slow and and cumbersome to move your character to reposition over the ammo that it's just a pain mm-hmm. and uh the frame rate's really bad if there's more than a few guys on screen uh the enemy ai is pretty poor although it is fun um if you can get the samurai sword and you just run around charging at everybody like a madman that's pretty fun oh yeah so do you play as a japanese imperial soldier or western (laughs) allied forces uh you play as some sort i think he's american um and you're it's weird one one level you'll be in germany and the next level you're in japan so (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of same guy same guy well i'm assuming it's the same guy uh-huh. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at a screenshot, and I don't know if it's because this is blood coming out of the sky or if he's wearing a cape and he's like a vampire. Oh, no. it's uh, <laughs> All the blood is purple. So every time you get shot, it's like purple jam flies out of your body. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh-oh. It looks like you're in a real jam this time. Hey! <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only 600 yen. Um, there's two more chapters you can buy as DLC, I think for 200 yen. Um, I, I don't think you need any more than the six chapters they already give you. But <laughs> if you really, if you really had fun, then yeah, go ahead and get, pick up the DLC. But man. Yeah. I remember when this came out. Cause I remember like, Hey, it's like a third person, like shooting game or something. And that's like, as far yeah. as it went for me. Yeah. And, uh, you're a braver <laughs> man than I, Tim. That's, I mean, that's the, for sure. when the game does work, uh, it can be fun, like when it's not slowed down mm-hmm. or when the controls are actually responsive. There can be some moments of fun, like you just start uh-huh. off with the pistol and you feel like a total badass because one shot and you can kill pretty much anyone. Uh, so you're just like walking around with this wow. rail gun in the tiny pistol, just blowing away <laughs> Germans. That's oh, kind mm-hmm. of fun. Cool. Yeah. Well what's the name of this again? Well, okay, the the actual title is The Hohei Senjo no Inu... Inu ah, excuse me. The Hohei Senjo no Inutachi. But it's Simple DL okay. Series okay. Volume 22. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Question mark? Good luck finding <laughs> it on the eShop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I found it on Nintendo's page, easy enough, but, you know, that is typed in at Simple Series and boom had all of them listed in order well i think they try to warn you about how good the game is with the title <laughs> yeah so it has at simple just series in it overly stay away. complex and frustrating so yeah. just give up now <laughs> cool 
Well, that's a very, yeah, it's a very kind of Japanese thing. I don't think this has been released outside of Japan. There were some really weird games in the Simple 2000 series. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there, there was like, there was like this game where you were like a sexy female cop and all your clothes exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another one where you're a schoolgirl and you run around and you get attacked by bugs. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's anything else to it. Yeah, and then <laughs> there was an all-girl boxing game. Okay. Yeah. So Are those on the 3DS or just the PS2? I hope they're on the 3DS, but I, <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Yeah, the, I remember one. It was uh, Zombies vs. Ambulance. Oh, you, yeah, you yeah. That was one ambulance. of the good yeah. ones. Yeah. That was pretty cool. See, that's uh, a good idea for a game. Yeah, how come they don't bring those ones to the eShop? Instead, we get this one. Because they want to bring that and like Othello and Shogi and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I want the ones that catered all the weird fetishes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I think one of these did come out in the West. There's a taxi driving one. Uh, it's number 13. And it came out here last year in like June. And I remember, I think somebody reviewed it on NWR. And um, it looks kind of like Crazy Taxi, but, you know, when you play it, it's probably n- nothing like Crazy Taxi. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, that's it for my news. Okay. Well, uh, Tim's probably going to help me out a little bit with my new business because there's a game that we've both been playing that uh, I think a lot of people out there may be interested in hearing about. In one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on the other side of the musical break, we'll come back and I will uh, end new business for us. And I'm going to go ahead and end off new business here. Uh, I've been playing a couple of different things, but what I first want to talk about is a recent, re- recently released game here in Japan. Uh, still no release date for the West other than 2014, and that would be Kirby Triple Deluxe on the Nintendo 3DS. And I beat the game. I'm actually working on a review right now, but God, I, I'm just having a hard time like writing about this game because I kind of don't know how I feel about it. And... So, like, Ty, this is like, you know, obviously, this is like the opposite of Gaiden. I mean, this is Kirby. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I liked a lot of, like, the older Kirby games, especially when I was growing up. I really liked, uh, you know, some of the spinoff stuff, too, because that was, like, my introduction to it, like Kirby's uh, Pinball. And then, like, one of my friends had, I think, uh, the first one on the Game Boy and, you know, stuff like that. And I had Kirby's Dream Course on the Super Nintendo. And, it, you know, it was just a lot of fun, but... You know, honestly, I haven't really played too terribly many Kirby games. Um, I find them to be kind of slow and just, I don't know, it's just not like... For kids? <laughs> yeah, I guess for kids, that's that's definitely when a thing. When I but was I think... seven years old, I played Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> kids these days, get off my lawn. Um <laughs> uh... Yes, I think for me, in general, about Kirby, just the speed of it, and just kind of how, I mean, he's, it, I would say floaty controls, but I mean, that kind of just goes with the character, I and mean, he's a puffball that can literally float around on the screen, 
you know. And um, so I know Tim, you played a little bit of this too. So definitely feel free at any time to you know, you know, chime in here, man. And like, I don't know. So I think we kind of understand how Ty feels about Kirby. Well, as a well, series, well. Let's but... not get too hasty. Okay, sorry. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I love uh, Kirby's Adventure on the NES. Mm-hmm. That's an amazingly good game. One of the better mm-hmm. games on the NES. Mm-hmm. Feels very much like a Super Mario World or a Donkey Kong Country, if you ask me. Yeah, it's like super advanced too. I mean, it's a really late release. So, I mean, you know, visually looks like really awesome. Probably some of the best. Yep. amazing music on the NES. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Danny. I, I don't know how I feel about mm-hmm. the new Kirby. It's just too easy. <laughs> like it's just walking or running if you double tap the the stupid stick. But it's just it's just going through the levels, mm-hmm. and taking powers which you don't need because Kirby's already super powerful. Right. And okay, so I guess just a little bit of uh, background on the story in the game cuz yeah, well actually nobody probably gives a shit, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> so spoiler alert here. So you're starting out the game and all of a sudden this beanstalk like starts growing and it like puts Kirby's house in like the middle of the sky. He's like, whoa, what's going on? What's King D doing this time? And so he goes to his castle and finds him getting like captured by this like spider kind of dude. And then you're you're in like this new world and stuff, and you have to, you know, go through the stages and collect these things called sunstones so that you can make this weed grow up taller. So you can kind of find out, you know, it's kind of like progressing the game and stuff. And you know, there are tons of like collectible stuff. Well, like two particular things that are you kind of want to collect, uh, that being the sunstone, so that you could unlock like new levels, um, and also uh, there are like these little keychains that are like hidden throughout the levels, and I think there's like something like over 250 of them or whatever, but they're pretty cool because they're like little, uh, they look like uh, my God, uh, like sprite versions of like characters from the older games and stuff. So it's really kind of cool. And it's kind of like a throwback and kind of playing on nostalgia with that. So I think, you know, long time fans of the series can be kind of like excited or kind of, you know, it's kind of fun, a uh, fun little addition there. That is cool. But, um, so, so there's 250 different ones. I believe so. I, if I was reading what it said on the website correctly, I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Well, that Maybe sounds two. way better than 250 <laughs> things that look exactly alike. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's cool because it's like, you know, all these different types of Kirby's enemies and stuff. I mean, I think a couple of them, like they had, I mean, you know, and they're colored just like the they, the sprites would be in like the game and stuff. They look exactly like that, you know, pixely and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, so, I, you know, I really enjoy like that aspect. I think that's cool, even though I haven't played too many of the Kirby games anyways. But um, I guess, you know, for the game itself... You know, like I said, Kirby is Kirby, and it, it, it controls the way it does. It's a little bit slow. It's pretty floaty. And, you know, like Tim said, sometimes, yeah, I, I like the power-ups in the game. I think they can be a lot of fun. But particularly for me, when I'm facing, like, a boss in a Kirby game, I, I don't know. I usually don't like having a power-up because, I don't know, you get close, then you get hit. Maybe it's because I suck. I don't know. But well, I, I don't think the bosses are really designed. At least in this game, they're not designed to for you to use the power ups because they have the patterns and you learn that, and then they they'll attack you and they release the stars. You suck them up and you shoot them at the boss, right. like we do for all Kirby games. Mm-hmm. But they never really found a way to make the power ups 
useful mm-hmm. for fighting the bosses. And maybe that's something that's missing in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, yeah, I didn't really even think of it like that. Because like I said, man, I'm like trying to like even just think about what I even feel and think about this. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I was glad I got to talk to you about this here today. But yeah, I think that's a that's a valid point that, yeah. Because <laughs> this... And it's weird because they'll give you uh, three options usually uh, to, to pick up a power-up before you go to the boss fight. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense if, you know, you could use the leaf hat to attack this boss and it would do extra damage because he's weak to leaves or something. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, you know, power-ups and stuff in the game, they did add, well, actually technically five ones, but four, like, standard ones, and one being, like, a, a beetle, like, kind of like, the, you know, these Japanese little beetles that people use to, like, fight you know, kids, whatever. Not fight their kids, but you know, kids used to, kids used to fight. Other Man, I thought I was missing out on something for a second. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> no, so he has like this little horn on like his head, and he can like, uh, he can just really like tear people up. It's pretty cool. And there's another one with like bells, and you can just like spank people with bells <laughs> and stuff. There's that one called Circus, and he has like all these different little tricks he can like juggle and do damage to the enemy by doing this stuff. And um, then there's one that I kind of liked. It's called the Sniper. It's just like a Robin Hood type of Kirby with a bow and arrow. And um, it comes in handy, like, at some points when you're trying to get, like, some secret stuff. Because you have to, like, uh, fire from, like, a long ways away through, like, this very narrow area to hit a target or something to unlock a door. So sometimes stuff like that's necessary. But uh, the coolest addition to the game that I really enjoyed, and these parts of the game were probably my favorite, uh, there's this new power-up. Uh, it's called Hypernova, and I believe the English version. And what this does, it's like this little bean, and as soon as Kirby touches it, he starts like flashing like these rainbow colors, and then like his inhale ability is amplified like a million-fold. He can like just inhale trees and just all sorts of stuff. But it, it, it's kind of, like, scripted, so as soon as you have this thing, you know that there's going to be, like, some stuff, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you can do. And, you know, I didn't know if I was going to like it at first, but I ended up actually really enjoying this, because they usually have some pretty interesting things for you to do, um, and stuff like that. Like I said, you know, sucking up trees, or maybe you're, you know, the enemies are like have some kind of really funny animations or something like that, uh, grabbing onto stuff, you know. But um, Tim, like, how did you did you encounter this power up yet? Or yeah, uh, I'm at the third or fourth world right now, I believe. Okay. So you're okay. you're yeah, you've beaten the game. Um, I always find those segments not that fun, just because oh. to me, he, Kirby he's so invincible. There's not a lot to do but walk, suck in everything on mm-hmm. the screen, and then move forward. So mm-hmm. maybe they change it up later on, but for now, every time I get that bean. It's just like riding it out until I finish the level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair enough. I mean, I would almost liken this to kind of like set piece things you see in like Call of Duty or something, yeah. you know? And um, I hate those moments. Because I mean, it, yeah, I, I like that stuff. I mean, visually, I think it's cool and you could kind of just relax, I guess, when you're playing. And like I said, I don't know. I kind of find the game a bit tedious sometimes just because of the speed. So for me... I, I really enjoy this because it's like, hey, I don't have to really care. I can just kind of just lazy. Yeah, the the stuff. parts of those, um, the the segment that I like when you get that bean is uh, when there's slight puzzles solving, like moving the blocks. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's kind of spoilery, I guess, but you know, 
well, fast forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this on the episode. Ty, I'm, Tim, I'm sorry. You're going to find this out anyway. But, Kirby, uh, spoilers. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, there's this one section where like these there's these snowman heads and they're just kind of like sitting around. And you're like, okay, I obviously have to do something with this to get something. You know, so you can like inhale it like towards you, towards like the right side of the screen, and then you'll come across like a snowman body, and you, you know, you put it on there and stuff like that. So it's like you know, kind of simple things like that, and then they give you like some items or maybe some uh, keychains or something like that. So um, yeah, kind of kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, um, well, one thing Kirby's always good at is um, having those those little touches here and there. Um, uh, like there's some moments that I found that had uh, elements of Kirby's Epic Yarn. Like, mm-hmm. there was a little zipper or something dangling in the background, and you could suck it up and, and pull it across. Mm-hmm. And it would... Um, it had, like, a, a scene from the first Kirby game on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. That was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. There's just lots of little awesome. touches here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, aside from the story mode, which is... It's not going to take you that long, but I mean, you know, it's a side-scrolling game, so <laughs> you're probably not going to have a side-scroller that's going to be like 20 hours long or something. Am I wrong? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there, there are like some extra modes and stuff like that that are added into the game, and uh, I've got to play some of these, you know, obviously, and um, you know, one of them is called Kirby Fighters, and it's essentially like a Smash Brothers clone, but with Kirby, and the the, the whole thing is, it's like you can play with... Uh, other people locally, uh, two to four people locally, or you can play against like bots and kind of go through like a challenge mode. And I, I believe you face like seven different uh, Kirby's. And they're like difficulty settings and stuff too. But the thing is, you're using like all of these different special powers. You pick one, and then you just go in and you fight like all these Kirby's. And it's yeah, it, it's really like Smash Brothers esque, and um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's yeah, it's simple. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's... it gets pretty hectic, and it's cool mm-hmm. how many abilities the new power-ups have each power has so di- many different attacks it's really fun to try out the different yeah yeah powers i mean it dude it is like smash brothers i mean simplified controls for like all these moves and i mean it's even like that in like the single player stuff too but you just obviously get to kind of experiment around with it a little bit more here because it's kind of a little bit more it's a little bit more hectic so you you want to make sure that you're kicking these guys butts so just kind of get off your back so yeah so that's one of the extra modes in the game, and I, I haven't completed it yet, but, you know, it's I had some fun with it. And um, there's another one. Oh, my God. I forgot what they said the name was in English. Uh, it's, well, it's starting, like, uh, King DDD, and it's, like, a, a rhythm game, actually. And the thing is, like, on the it, you're using both the top and bottom screen here, and uh basically to the beat of like these old kirby songs you're kind of just having to press the button at like the right time and you're collecting these medals and it's like a high score type of thing it's like really easy to pick up and play and you could kind of play through this stuff in like i don't know like a minute or two so it's not like you know time consuming or anything like that um, yeah I, I like that mode a lot it was fun yeah and then there's a couple other modes that you can unlock after you beat the game which maybe I'll just leave secret for now for whenever the game comes out or if you really want to know you can probably find it on like the internet because someone else Danny I've had enough of your Kirby spoilers (laughs) for today yeah so I'll just kind of just stop there with that but um I guess one other thing that big thing that we didn't really talk about was the visuals with the game because 
you know, it's, it's a it's a return to form. I mean, it, I think I read somewhere. This is just conjecture, so I don't know if this is necessarily true. But they said this is the same basically engine that they used on uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland on the Wii, which you know is possible. I mean, 3DS is a pretty powerful like little machine. Um, and it looks like aesthetically super similar to that game too. I mean, you know, super colorful. I mean, it looks like pretty crisp, runs really smooth. Good use of the 3D um, effect, having the two planes in the front and the back. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with games that do that per se, but you know, obviously one that I think about when I think about games with like multiple planes is Wario Land on the, on the uh, Virtual Boy because <laughs> that, that's what that's like all about. You're going like back and forth doing all this crazy stuff and it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's really, it's something at the time that you never really saw before and you saw it in 3D, which is weird. <laughs> well, or for a more, more contemporary reference, uh, Mutant um, Yeah, there it is. Cause I knew there was probably something that I hadn't played. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I think that that's a really kind of a cool little gimmick that they kind of threw in there. And, you know, visually, I think it looks really nice. The 3D effects uh, are pretty good. And, you know, sometimes I do like the cheesy uh, 3D movie things where they're throwing stuff like at the screen, which, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of. But I think in the context of Kirby, you know, because it's it's silly and it's not supposed to be really that serious. I mean, I think it works out okay. It's like a comedy kind of type of thing. Um but yeah, I, you know, I guess overall, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the game, even though I'm not like a huge fan of the series. I mean, I I can't deny that this game is like it's well crafted. There's a lot of like fun stuff to do, and it is it is a lot of fun to play. It's definitely not like perfect, but you know, if you're a fan of Kirby or side scrollers, maybe especially if you're a fan of Kirby, you'll probably really love this game. Um, but yes, I, if you're just a fan of general side scrollers, I don't know if Kirby's where it's at for you then, but. Yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's gonna do it, I guess, for my Kirby talk. Tim, did you have any other closing thoughts or anything like that, man? On Kirby, um, I'm just hoping that once I do get around to beating it, uh, there's a second playthrough with a higher difficulty, and then I think it'd be a lot better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just a little more difficult and challenging. You know, with speed, because I'll, I'll say this again. Okay, you know, when you get essentially the Starman or <laughs> whatever it is in the Kirby world, like. You're moving a little bit faster and stuff like that, and it's just, it feels great. And for me, man, if the game had you, like, running through that speed, like, this whole time, <laughs> you know, and then going, like, extra crazy when you actually get this invincible power thing, I, that'd be perfect. So, I don't know. For me, it's just slow and just floaty, but it's still fun. I wonder if, if it would make a difference if it was, like, Mario and you held the B button to run instead of double-tapping the stick. Yeah, maybe that would be... Yeah, because most of the side-scrollers that I play, they have, usually you have to hold a button or something like that. That's what I'm kind of used to. Right, because you don't really use the walk speed in any other platformer. At least I don't. No. I always walk. run. Yeah, exactly, because there's no point almost. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess briefly before I go ahead and wrap up here, um, I, over the winter break... I played the hell out of Bravely Default um, on the 3DS, uh, the new released version here in Japan f uh, for the sequel, which is not a sequel. <laughs> Actually, Don was kind enough to hook me up with uh, doing a review on Nintendo Force, so I had like a couple of weeks to play the game, so I was playing sometimes like eight or nine hours a day. 
uh, <laughs> you know, just like basically get up during my day off and just play this game, which was incredible. And I, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff about the game. You know, the battle system is really cool. It's just, if if you like these old school RPGs from like, you know, Final Fantasy in particular, this is like the best Final Fantasy game you're probably ever going to play. That isn't Final Fantasy, ironically enough. Um, and it's, you know, it's already out in Europe. It's been out in Japan since 2012. And, um, yeah, it's coming out in North America on February 7th. So possibly by the time you're listening to this, um, you're already playing it or something. But, uh, um, yeah, we've talked about it at length before on the show. But I know that the other guys on RFN, they're pretty pumped about it. So definitely uh, stay tuned to hear what those guys have to say about it. Because I'm pretty sure they have some kind of fresh yeah, opinions and stuff like that about the game. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But, so with that, that's going to go ahead and kind of wrap up my new business. So we're going to go ahead and move on to a little bit of news here. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and kick things off with news with some Media Create Sales stuff. Keep it short. I'm probably the only guy that really cares about this stuff because I don't know. But, you know, fuck you if you don't care. No, don't. I'm just kidding. Kind of. No. <laughs> anyway, so in terms of software, this is for uh, week three here in Japan, January 13th to January 19th. Um, this is, I got this from NeoGAF. Um, <clears throat> So number one for sales that uh, in that particular week was Kirby Triple Deluxe. Uh, you know it's up about three hundred thousand units uh, here in Japan, and this came out on the eleventh, so it's only been out you know for a week, two weeks, something. No, God, a couple of days <laughs> at that point or something basically. But um, yeah, number two coming in is Puzzle and Dragons, which is selling like crazy on 3DS, about fifty thousand units that week, already over a million units here in Japan. Um, Pokemon XY still doing you know. Gangbusters are up about 3.889 million here. Uh, Yokai Watch kind of had like a bit of a resurgence, if you re recall. It's a uh, uh, 3DS game that was released by Level 5 uh, over the summertime. It's kind of like almost like a Pokemon kind of game. You can, like, I guess, like catch ghosts and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. I played the demo. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a new IP and it's actually not doing too bad. It's over 300,000 units here in Japan. So, uh, maybe this will actually turn into like a series or something uh, for level five. And uh, yeah, for the, rounding out the top five, you know, a link between worlds finally released here in Japan on the 26th of December, and actually it's selling pretty well. Uh, it's already over uh, over 340,000 units here in Japan. So yeah, and then um, <laughs> the, uh, to round out the top ten, I just kind of just pulled this one out there. Uh, Super Mario 3D Worlds actually was made it in the top ten. It's about to 500,000 units here in Japan, which isn't bad. Uh, obviously, the state of Wii U <laughs> and kind of Nintendo is a uh, something that's been in the news a lot here lately. And I know the guys in RFN and stuff and other podcasts have been talking a lot about this. And, you know, I've enjoyed listening to everybody, <laughs> everybody's opinion about this stuff. But, you know, personally, I know for myself, I don't necessarily feel qualified enough to kind of <laughs> attack this corporate type of talk about Nintendo, uh, and this, you know, God, you've heard it a million Old man, before, Nintendo anyway, is so. losing so much money. Holy shit. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's over. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. It's all over. I'm just gonna just kind of just handed my DS, my 3DS, back to like the electronic store where I bought it. Just retire it. You know, it seems like there's nothing else I can do at this point. So a Nintendo representative will be by to confiscate all your games shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's going to happen. That's the next Nintendo Direct. So. <laughs> Um, in terms of hardware, uh, 3DS, you know, still going strong, obviously here in Japan, uh, even without a 2DS, but you know, even, uh, you could argue that didn't really make much of a difference in the West anyway, but, uh, yeah, 47,000 units that particular week. It's almost at 15 million here in Japan. Uh, Wii U, it's still going along really slow. About the same amount of people that bought Mario bought Wii U, so about 10,000 people. Woo! <laughs> so, um... Oh, God. Actually, I forgot to mention something. I should have mentioned this in my new business, but let's bring it up now because who cares? Uh, <laughs> so over the Christmas break, I kind of went a little bit crazy, and I bought some stuff that I probably definitely don't need. Yeah. But I bought it <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. Steam sales are plenty. Well, you know, you know you're going to point and laugh at me for this probably. <laughs> so I think on December 26th, I just went to the electronic store here in my town, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a Vita. And I did. Well, what game or <laughs> games did you buy with it? So I didn't buy any games. With okay, it. now I'm going to laugh. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Play shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but PlayStation Plus has like a lot of cool stuff that I got to you know uh, get for free, which is cool. And um also, too, I bought the 64 gigabyte card, which is ridiculously expensive. You know, like 80, 90 bucks. Oh, essentially. yeah. Tell, tell so, us what, about what you got on Plus. Did you get Dive oh God, Kick? What did I, I it's did not, not free. I don't think it was available. Man, because, like. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay, here, here's what it was. Because I got my Vita, and then I think a few days later, I found out that I had to do, you know, I was going to do the Bravely Default review. So, like, I played my Vita for like three days, and then I haven't played it since. <laughs> great job <laughs> now um i i got oh god a lot of like cool free stuff tim you could probably remind me about some of this crap I know uh, you pay a lot gravity of rush i got that i haven't played it uncharted <laughs> i got that i haven't played it uh what else did you get sonic uh transformed racing oh yeah all stars too all stars to thing racing sonic mario kart um god uh that there's the odd world game it's like a third-person yeah, shooter, Wrath. which actually I, I played that for like an hour or two, and actually I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, I bought Jet Set Radio because I that's love a that good game. game. And uh, yeah, so well, the Vita controls aren't so good for it's kind of check grind. Yeah, kind of weird. I find myself sometimes having problems jumping onto things to like grind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like missing just barely. I'm like, are you kidding me? Come on, but. I also got Chrono Cross, which I started, <laughs> and then I started playing Bravely Default, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to play an RPG immediately after this, <laughs> especially one like Chrono Cross that's notoriously long. Um, but yeah, I think that might be about it. Oh, I was tempted. Wipeout. Wipeout. Ah, I did get that too. Um, you know, I was tempted to get Final Fantasy X on uh, Vita, but I didn't. So anyway. But the next day, I went back to the electronic store because I was like, you know what? I want a 3DS XL, my Japanese one, because I, this one's too small. It's for babies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 
<laughs> it's like who needs money whatever man so now it's like i opted to get the uh link between worlds 3ds xl uh here uh you know came with a, a game on the sd card already and stuff which is cool so you know i did the system transfer and stuff which i thought i had completely screwed up but i didn't but the thing that sucked because that was right around the time that the eShop went down for you know a few days which was just kind of annoying <laughs> but you know i still got to play all my stuff and you know i've already got a lot of use out of it too you know 60 plus hours and bravely default was you know it's, it's just a blast and it's just a great little you know system but um yeah so those, those are awesome i'm really happy with those purchases but uh anyway <laughs> i'm happy you got three days out of your vita Yes. <laughs> now, yeah, it's probably after I finish up the Kirby review for NWR, I'm probably going to, you know, play a little bit more of that. But then again, I, I started playing uh, Assassin's Creed 4 because last time I played was like in November. And I was like, yeah, I should probably play this. I bought this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so I guess to get back to news that's, you know, not news about my life. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so first off, uh, you guys have probably heard about this, but kind of just to kind of reiterate, but the Phoenix Wright Trilogy is coming to the 3DS in Japan on April 17th, and it's going to be 3,390 yen, so right about 40 bucks. Uh, it's going to be the first three games in the series, which, you know, appeared originally on the GBA, later ported to DS. It also has a dual language support with English and Japanese. Yeah, baby. Wow. And cool beans. Yeah, and apparently this version 2 is going to make use of stereoscopic 3D. So Oh, snap. I think... You know, somebody had mentioned that, you know, I don't know if they're redoing, like, the graphics based on, like, the Ace Attorney 5 engine or anything, or it's just going to be, like, an, you know, some kind of a port or some, something. Some paper cutouts. Yeah, I think, man, like, today, oh, God, some magazine had a blowout on it, and I, one of the guys I follow on Twitter from uh, Red Sun Gamer, he always posts stuff about that, but I, I didn't look. But, Ty, you, <laughs> you posted a funny picture on Twitter about this. Yeah. So what? Um, what's that? <laughs> what's that indeed? Maybe it's on your screen um, right now and you're looking at it. Yeah, I am. Um, well, let's see. When the Phoenix, a little after the Phoenix Wright games came out on DS, and you know, um, they were also dual language, or they were dual language in Japan. Oh, okay. Like all the, the DS re-releases. Okay. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, but some enterprising... Into, Individuals made a uh, parody hentai game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and they also included an English version, <laughs> and the English version is a laugh riot. <laughs> like you can you can look on YouTube. It's work work safe, mm -hmm. and it's called Phoenix Drive, and like you can see one of the courtroom scenes, mm -hmm. and the the English version is amazing. Mm -hmm. Including golden lines such as "Oh snap, I do not hear such a truth," <laughs> and the picture I posted, "Oh, nice bust, Maya, cool beans." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just looked at this. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, honestly. I've never played a game in the Phoenix Wright series ever in my life. Um, what? Well, you should get on that because it's probably the best game on DS. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh huh. Oh, or you can just play the the parody. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the way to go, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I might actually even just get this like uh, this trilogy set when it comes out. Uh, it sounds kind of fun. 
And um, I guess one of yeah, the other... Yeah, like, if you haven't played it, like, that price is killer. Yeah. And for, like, an upgraded version... Mm-hmm. And all three together? Yeah. <laughs> Holy macaroni, get that. Yeah, because I bet, like, I mean, even if you found, like, all the DS versions here, it probably wouldn't be that cheap, probably, you know? Um, theoretically. I don't know. I haven't yeah. priced it, but... Um, Me neither. Yeah, but... Anyway, yeah, so that's cool. And uh, I guess the one other kind of major bit of news actually just happened this week. Uh, because as we just mentioned earlier, you know, the eShop kind of died uh, last month, which was unfortunate. Um, but I think one of the major causes in Japan, and I don't know, maybe across the world too, I'm not exactly sure, but I know Japan for sure, is that Pokemon Bank it came out on, I believe it was Christmas Day, and... I don't know. That just kind of just brought things to a standstill because I guess so many people were trying to get this app and Nintendo just wasn't ready for it with their servers and stuff. And this played a part in like the whole network thing going down and stuff. But it's they finally re-released it uh, in Japan just this week. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, on uh, January 22nd. Um, so, yeah, that's out. And, you know, it's free for 30 days as of the time. Basically, if you get it, it's the, you have a free 30-day trial. And then after that, it's 500 yen a year. So you can transfer as many Pokemon as you want or whatever. So um, there's really no – nobody said anything about, you know, the when this is coming out in the West again. That it's like in a way on their Twitter just said, hey, just keep – you know, looking at your Nintendo social net, social media stuff, and we'll talk about it eventually. So, yeah. Oh, it just seems like more dancing around a Pokemon MMO. <laughs> like, we're not going to make it, but maybe we'll do some things that would be in it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And um, I guess, you know, kind of wrapping up, I guess at least Japan-related stuff, you know, Don, he, he wrote up some reviews for some PC, PC Engine games that came out uh, here in Japan on 3DS, I think. Yeah, some games for real-ass men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, some games for some grown-ass men, and uh, one of them being China Warrior, and uh, Don hated that game. <laughs> I, it's uh, it's called the kung fu here in japan <laughs> a great that name. sounds like a pretty good title to me yeah and uh also there's bonk's adventure on pc engine which i love the japanese name because it's called uh the guy's name in the japanese version like isn't it genji or something and um maybe i don't know but they call it pc genji <laughs> so it's like pc engine and you know genji whatever <laughs> oh, it's a pun. Yeah. Har, har, har. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, you should check those out if you want to read about one terrible game and one other game that's actually not too terribly bad. So, yeah, it's kind of a sparse month sparse month for news, but, yeah, that's got to kind of do it. And uh, next we're going to kind of go into – well, not kind of. We are going to move into our uh, feature, which we're going to be kind of talking about – DS stuff that's actually been already released on the 3DS eShop here in Japan. The guys in RFN kind of talked about this a little bit. I kind of wanted to throw out a little bit more specifics and uh, maybe talk about this a little bit more in depth. So uh, stay tuned. On the other side of the musical break, we'll be right back talking about that. Right, so 
like I had mentioned, the guys in RFN had kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how... Well, they're kind of talking about just more general stuff about DS games being on the eShop and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, here in Japan, this is actually already a thing that has happened. And the first of which, this happened in uh, with the 2012 Club Nintendo Platinum Award. Uh, one of the choices was that you can choose this DS game that, uh, I guess, Nintendo developed and <laughs> released like in April because they still needed time before the end of the year and they released it like last April, you know, 2013. And um, yeah, so that was one of the, the prizes and like I said, it's this, yeah, this game is weird. It's called Nintendoji and I played it today for the first time after downloading it <laughs> last year <laughs> and it, it's really weird. So it's it's really like Japanese. I mean, you're like this little dude and you're going to like this dojo and you're talking to this kappa <laughs> and there's this like you know japanese like classical instruments and stuff playing and all that stuff and you know a lot of like the artwork and stuff reminded me of the uh, sakura samurai game which came out in 2011 because like even some of like the character models look similar the kappa looks almost identical um stuff like that but essentially this is like a card playing game in the <laughs> In the sense, like, this this Kappa, he said, hey, go in the basement of this dojo. I want you to find something for me. And you're like, okay, there's some kind of treasure down there. So you go down there, and, they, and you see on, like, the bottom touchscreen, there's, you know, this grid. And you have to use these cards, which dictate how many spaces that you can move. So, and they're, like, different, like, items scattered throughout the level. So you can, like, get them. It's, like, sometimes just random shit money or something like that. And, um... You know, sometimes you encounter monsters, and the only monster I encountered just made me restart that particular floor, which is really weird. <laughs> but it, it all kind of culminated when I got to, like, the bottom floor, and I found, like, this orb that opened up this secret door, and it had this treasure box. We took the treasure box back to the Kappa, opened it up, and it was a Koopa Troopa show inside. <laughs> so, like, hey. and, and also, too, while you're, like, going around this basement, you have, like, this cell phone-like device. Mind you, this is, like, you know, uh, Tokugawa-era Japan, you know? But you have this, like, phone, essentially, where the Kappa's, like, calling you and be like, hey, dude, look for this thing or do this or something. And I don't know. So I, I guess, like, you're trying to find, like, these little Nintendo-related items and stuff like that, and you, like, maybe you can use them in the game. I, I really don't know. I've only played just a little bit. So it's really weird. But my point was, it's, this is a DS game that was released. And um, the other that was released here uh, as a Club Nintendo Platinum Award this year was uh, uh, Advance Wars Days of Ruin, which never came out here in Japan. Um, so that was the first time that was ever released here, and you just kind of got it whether you wanted it or not this year as a Platinum member. But... So, That's cool. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, I, yeah. I never played it. You know, I, I have the first Advance Wars. Never beat it. Uh, yeah, I'm a terrible person. I know. But you know, w with this in mind, this obviously shows that you know, hey, and uh, obviously because of the fact that DS carts literally play on 3DS, you know, that playing DS games on your 3DS is definitely a possibility. But this is not something that Nintendo has explored to a full extent, and I don't know. Do you guys have any ideas of, as to why Nintendo wouldn't do this? Like, if you guys were to think about, if you guys were Nintendo, why would you say, "Yeah, we don't want to do this"? 
Man, using the internet is hard. I just want to play solitaire on my computer <laughs> because I'm 70 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, that's probably the mindset of a lot of like the shareholders, at least. <laughs> well, one thought I had, and maybe I'm crazy, I don't know, but maybe they're thinking like, okay, you know, why would we want to release New Super Mario Brothers as a downloadable title when we have New Super Mario Brothers 2 out there, we don't want this to take away sales from New Super Mario Brothers 2, you know, this new thing where people can get essentially a very similar product for, you know, 20 bucks or however ungodly price they, you know, high price they price it for or something. Does that seem like ridiculous or what? Well, I think the market has shown with other video games that, no, releasing the older title online does not eat into sales of the new one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see Nintendo thinking this though. You know? Just... <laughs> yeah, because they're dumb and crazy and they don't know how the goddamn internet works. <laughs> well, let's just, let's just say they're protective of their games or their IPs. Yeah. And you know, I, I, they, I think it's with, it goes without question that, you know, if they did ever release DS games on the eShop, I mean, they'd be expensive. And <laughs> I, you know, if they were less than $20, I would be really surprised because that's just what they do. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a lot of people complain about like the price of the virtual console stuff. I don't think it's really that bad. I think it's reasonable. It's definitely not cheap, but I don't know. I've never really had too much of a problem with that stuff, but yeah, I love paying money for unenhanced NES ROM. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys miss out on any DS games that you would actually want to see on this service or if this ever happened? If there's a pretty cool subscription service or like cool discounts Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not just like piecemeal. Not like, hey, here's a $20 game that's like, you know, seven years old. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I mean... There's so much foot dragging going on. It's it's maddening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about DS games that I'd like to see, but there's a whole bunch of uh, GBA games right. that I would love if they put on on the Virtual Console service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's allegedly coming. <laughs> God knows allegedly. when, you know, which is disappointing because that was something that was announced, you know, years ago at this point, which is kind of ridiculous, but... Um... Maybe on the next DS iteration. <laughs> yeah, it's just not powerful enough. It can't handle it. That 3DS can't handle Super Nintendo games either, apparently. So, uh, but I don't Man, know. crack this thing open. Get an emulator on there. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going nuts here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they could do a cross buy thing with the Wii U and the 3DS, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would. This is Nintendo we're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I think I saw Neil, you know, he posted something on Twitter somewhere that he was like, you know, uh, you guys might be against this. And I, I kind of tend to be like, I, maybe I do this. If maybe if you paid like a dollar or something for the existing games that you already have, like on your Wii, you know, all that type of stuff, whatever, that you can get some kind of like a cross play type of a thing. I don't know. I could see that as like a kind of more Nintendo way to take care of this stuff because I don't think that they're going to have some kind of a service where they're doing this. Unfortunately, I want them to, 
You know, I want them to have some kind of like a Netflix like service for all these old games and crap and DS games as well. But I, I don't know. I don't think that's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, man. Like you could just get like the entire backlog of NES games that they can legally get their hands on, put them <laughs> all up for like a buck or a couple bucks each. Mm-hmm. Go go hog wild, like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, or even a subscription service. I'd pay money for that, like, every month. Yeah. I don't know. And the rate that Nintendo... I know the whole virtual console thing is not, like, one of those things where people are... Where Nintendo in particular, they're not, like, they're not really pushing it. They don't really care. It's not really a priority, obviously. You just look at, like, the eShops in North America and Europe, stuff like that, to find out. But, I mean, you know, in Japan, you get a, a pretty decently a decent steady flow of games and stuff like that coming out but i mean it's still a, a drop in the bucket to like all the crap that's out there and i don't know it, it's just kind of like frustrating as a, as a fan of like these old games i remember when they first announced the wii i was so pumped i was like holy crap this is like all of my nintendo systems in one and yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> but not really you know i mean for big you know, big name titles and maybe uh, randomly a few obscure ones, sure. But yeah, it's, it's very disappointing with that. But yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, I'd love to see them kind of implement DS stuff in there. Uh, the main point I wanted to make here is that this is a thing that is happening in Japan. It has happened, and it, maybe it'll happen again next year. They'll find some other game that they didn't release in uh, Japan that they'll just have a DS port of, you know, or make a completely new game like Nintendoji, which is bonkers and weird, finding Koopa Troopa shells in ancient Japan because that's what really happened. When you play that game, does a ku- Kabuki guy say, Yo! <laughs> Actually, I think you do hear that sometimes. Yeah, and then, then like, the, the clunk of, like, a bamboo. <laughs> yeah, you hear stuff. I mean, dude, you just think of like all this Japanese type of stuff. This game is just completely full of it. And, you know, visually, I mean, yeah, it obviously looks like a DS game, but I don't know. It, it, it's, you know, it's really like jaggy and, <laughs> you know, as like DS, like it's, it's like full 3D and stuff, like the character models and crap. So you're, they're moving through like these environments that you have no physical control over aside from just telling him, go three spaces this way on this grid. <laughs> so. It's just kind of weird and not very satisfying, but cool beans. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess that's gonna kind of uh, end our PSA about hey, these are two DS games that are on the eShop in Japan. If you're a Platinum Club Nintendo member of 2012-2013, so <laughs> good luck with that. Days um, of Ruin is a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably play it, huh? I have it. Get free. you one. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we have one other little segment here before we close out the show. So we're going to get on that and be back in just a couple of moments. Tickle. Alright, so uh, a little while ago we received an email from uh, King Voodoo. And I love you, Voodoo! <laughs> he wrote, he's like, you know, we all know the horror stories of video game QA testing in the West. You know, and he linked me up like this website that showed like 
all these different awful stories about people working in the game industry as like testers and stuff like that. It's just some of the stuff's just terrible. Yo, I've heard horror stories like from people on NWR staff that have done <laughs> game testing. Really? Over the years, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, I thought about actually, doing I, that, could, but, uh, I could throw out a couple. Okay. Like, um, okay, these guys will not be named. Okay. But I remember we had one staffer who years and years ago worked for 3DO before oh. they shuttered. <laughs> okay. So th- this fellow was um, testing a baseball game. Okay. But this baseball game had been outsourced to um, England or some European country. Okay. They're all the same to me, really. <laughs> and uh you know the game didn't really have any bugs in it per se Uh but like they got like all these rules wrong okay oh god like like, (laughs) how do foul balls work (laughs) four strikes you're out uh wait that doesn't sound right although actually in some technical cases i think you can get four strikes anyways yeah what yeah what is a shortstop (laughs) (laughs) yeah Wow. That was one. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, another fella. Um, I remember this was a funny YouTube. There was like some uh, WCW game on PSP. Maybe uh, it was the first one that came out on PSP or whatever. Okay. But you turn the game on, and uh, you just keep hitting start to like start the campaign mode or whatever, like as fast as you can. Okay. And. All, all the loading screens you go through all together, it takes a good six or seven minutes before you can actually start the game. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you were on the train, you would get there before you <laughs> start the game. Cool. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure we had one of our guys like doing bug testing on this game. Oh, God, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... You know how it is. Like that sort of optimization is like one of the last things on the the list of priorities, <laughs> and like they had to ship right, mm-hmm. like deadlines. Like the game works, ship it. <laughs> Good enough. Get it out there. Man, um, I can't imagine having to bug test a game like that. I think I'd just blast myself. <laughs> yeah. Like unless it was like on a solid state drive, so I could skip all the loading or something. <laughs> yeah good gravy yeah and i I know voodoo here i mean he was asking you know i I, I, honestly i have no idea and um we were going to have matt on here this week but he unfortunately had something he had that came up last minute so he wasn't able to join us but uh maybe you can look forward to him on next month which would be great matt's always fun to talk to but um Buddha was asking specifically, you know, about Q&A testing and stuff like that here in Japan. And, you know, like I said, I don't really know too much about this. Ty might have a story for us, though. So, um, Ty, I guess take it away. Yeah, okay, just a little anecdote. Nothing to do with <coughs> Nintendo in particular, but um, mm-hmm. I, w- I was hearing some stories about Capcom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of you guys may know Marvel vs. Capcom 3, you know, what? a game I've I've spent a thousand hours playing, <laughs> oh, <God>. whatever. Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, so they released an upgraded version, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Mm-hmm. And, okay, one of the characters in the game, uh, Jill Valentine, she's in that game. Mm-hmm. So, from vanilla Marvel vs. Capcom 3 to Ultimate, 
Mm-hmm. Like uh, she got like uh, a number of nerfs. Okay. And it didn't make any sense to anybody because you know everybody thought she was you know bad <laughs> to begin with in the first one. So Capcom's then uh, fighting game spokesman Seth Killian was was talking about like their internal process. Mm-hmm. So apparently in uh, Capcom Japan they have a. Uh, like this hit squad of elite fighting game players that are like world class. Wow. Yeah. That's what they say anyway. Why don't you have a job there? (laughs) Well, anyway, (laughs) I'm not quite world class. Okay. Okay. At least like nationwide or regional class. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe back in the U S but you know, I'm trying to compete with these Tokyo guys. (laughs) It's not too easy. Yeah. Anyway, um, they have some guys that these space wizards that apparently determined that there was undiscovered technology to using Jill that made her extremely good, and just nobody had figured it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody's figured it out since, but like, um, apparently it was there was like some high dexterity like setups or something. Just some crazy, like, outside-the-box thinking that they decided, like, internally that they she was too good, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though nobody was succeeding with her, like, anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, like, uh, th- these guys they have inside are, like, uh, contractually forbidden from entering tournaments. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. So... Well, I don't know if will their dark secrets stay hidden forever. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say? Possibly, yeah. Maybe if one of these guys ever like quits, well, unless he's under like NDA or something. Yeah, get him on the rogue. show and be like, "Hey, man, why don't you just spill the beans, bro?" You know, or something. Yeah, like I just want to know if they're like as good as they say. Yeah. And if he refuses, if he refuses to talk to me, he'd be like, "Don't you know who I am?" Then he'd be like, "No." I'm like, yeah, that, not me neither. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that falls under the the realm of balance testing rather than bug testing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll try to do some more digging. <sighs> yeah. Like I want to, you know, ask some people I know mm-hmm. about, like. Um, you know, do you know any cool stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And any dark secrets about, you know, torturing people to death <laughs> while they try to bug test a game? Yeah. And, you know, I think, like, actually, this time last year, I think, yeah, it was around like this time last year, uh, there was this book that I read. Oh, my God. What was it called? Uh, it was about like working for a Japanese game company and stuff, and it was really interesting and awesome. If you look at like the show notes for like January, February last year, you can find it. But no, actually, this book has like a lot of really good uh, insight to like that type of stuff. I guess kind of work conditions here in Japan, not necessarily QA stuff, but I mean just kind of like as a general thing. Um, so that was a really interesting read. So uh, and I talked a bit about that. Uh, so you can maybe either give that sec- segment a l- listen to again or uh, check out this book. It was like 10 bucks, and I was like, yeah, this is a really interesting read, just learning all about like working in the gaming industry here in Japan, as a foreigner in particular. Uh, so as a Japanese person, it could be even worse for some cases, you know, but uh, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, Voodoo, sorry, man, it took 
I, I know you sent that like I think at the beginning of last month or something, and I'm sorry we just didn't get to it until now. But um, yeah, if any of you guys out there have any questions or just any general comments, yeah, be sure to send us an email, uh, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, yeah, more than happy to talk about your stuff on the show. Uh, it's fun for us, and it's great just to you know hear from you guys. So yeah, um, we should totally follow up that question for next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so do, do you know visit some CD bars. Knock some heads. <laughs> Just my get normal, the dirt. My normal Friday night when I'm not recording podcasts. <laughs> so cool. All right. Well, that's going to go ahead and actually close out the show for us here today. So we're going to kind of end up uh, giving out our Twitter handles. I'll go ahead and start. Um, unless, well, wait. You guys, did you guys have anything else to say about that particular topic, QA testing Japan, or anything like that? Not right now. <laughs> not nah, right dog. Now. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, that's another way you can get a hold of me or anything like that. I'm at Danny Biv, D-A-N-N-Y, B as in boy, I, V as in Victor. Uh, I worked at a call center. I had to, like, do that stuff all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, t- Tim, where can we find you at, buddy? Uh, at Tranquil underscore Pony. Pony, okay. And Ty, how about you, buddy? Super Cat Drugs. The best Twitter handle on the internet. There it is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, look for us to come back at you next month. Again, you know, uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything about the show, feel free to leave us leave us some feedback. That's great. You can do that at the bottom of the uh, page on NWR, or you can do it to us personally. Uh, death threats, whatever you want to do. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us here this month. So thank you so much for listening, and thanks guys for joining me here today to uh, do this thing. See you later. Bye-bye. Peace. See ya.